0: Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, you will get practical nutrition and health tips for both you and your entire family. I am a registered dietitian. I'll give you step-by-step plans to reach your goals, easy tips to stay motivated, and my favorite recipes that I know you will enjoy too. Nutrition and health doesn't have to be boring or grueling. Let's enjoy the journey while we strive to reach the destination together. So grab your water bottle and notebook because it's time to get started. Hey everyone, how are you doing? Welcome to another episode. I usually tape these episodes on my day off, and today is no exception. Uh, it's a Thursday. That's usually when I I tape all my episodes. Um, because I'm off, I was able to do a lot of work in the garden, and as a result, I helped. Oh my goodness! Make probably twenty jars of pickles. I made a ton of zucchini bread, and also some pickled beets. So that is how I spent the majority of my day. And now I get to to uh, be here with you. Every year I tell Jim, my husband, please do not plant more than two zucchini plants. If you've never grown zucchini before, each plant yields about, oh goodness, I don't know, 10, 12 z- zucchinis. And in our house, we must have good soil for zucchini because when we plant them, they grow like baseball bats. Like that is how large they are. And every year, every year, I beg Jim, please only plant one or two plants because it's just too much zucchini. And do you know how many he planted this year? Eight. Eight zucchini plants. Oh my goodness, we are going to be eating zucchini for the rest of our lives. Like there's just so much. And so, yep, today I made zucchini bread because I I, I don't even know what to do with it. And it's not even like I used up a whole bunch of zucchini in making that bread. I even doubled the, the um, recipe. I only used three quarter of one big zucchini. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. So you may be hearing lots of stories about zucchini in the next couple weeks because that seems to be my my new goal uh, over the summer is how to, how to use up the zucchini. But anyway, guys, I wanted to talk to you. Um, I actually, I had another topic that I was going to talk about this week, but I had a specific incident that happened. And then I also had on a different note, uh, a conversation with one of my clients. And for whatever reason, I just felt like God was speaking to me and, and put this this uh, topic on my heart as something that I needed to share. And and it's a little vulnerable. I'm not going to lie, but I also know in our vulnerability, uh, and in our raw honesty, that's where we can really connect with each other. And so I wanted to share this story with you. So I think it was a couple days ago, I was cooking dinner. And, you know, nothing extraordinary about it, just standing at the stove, making something, I don't even remember what it was right now. And Jim walks into the kitchen, and he shows me this local magazine. And he's like, "Hey, do you recognize who's on the cover of this?" And I looked at the girl, and and she was beautiful, you know. I don't know if she was modeling sunglasses or maybe it was for a hair salon. And I looked at her, and I'm like, "No, no clue who she is." And he's like, "That's my ex-girlfriend." Huh? Okay. Wow. Wow. She's gorgeous. And immediately my first thoughts are, wow, she is so much prettier than I am. Jim took like three major steps backwards when he decided to marry me. Like why, why would he want to be with me when he could have been with somebody like that? Wow. She's so much prettier. She looks like she's a lot skinnier than me too. Like, wow. She probably, you know, has a great body. She's probably, you know, perfect. Here I am standing in the kitchen in my shorts and tank top with my hair pulled into a bun. Like nothing extraordinary. Nothing particularly um, pretty about that. And I'll tell you something. That whole evening, I just felt like I got sucker punched. I felt just very insecure. I felt really sad. I felt, I don't even know how I felt. I just, I wasn't angry. I was just sad, just really, really sad thinking about why he was with me when he could have been with somebody like that to the point where I didn't even hang out with anybody that evening. After dinner was over, I just went upstairs. I shut my bedroom door and I just did some work. And I didn't really want to be around people because I was just feeling really sorry for myself and just feeling really bad. And, you know, he even came up to the bedroom. He's like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, nothing. I'm fine. And, you know, I'm fine as code for I'm not fine, but leave me alone and let me wallow for a little bit. And I realized that, you know, in that in that moment, I had a choice to make. I could continue feeling sorry for myself and sad and continue to elevate the girl in the picture and, you know, lower myself and and choose to pick out all my flaws and, and why he shouldn't be with me. Or I could, you know, tell myself some truth, right? I mean, Jim and I have been married for almost 20 years. We have a great marriage. We have, you know, these great kids. We own a business together. You know, obviously he chose me, so <laughs> there must be some redeeming qualities, right? You know, we've built a really good life together. It's not perfect, no no marriages. But I started to realize, okay, listen, you know, yes, this lady is gorgeous, and yes, they had a relationship twenty years ago. <laughs> And that relationship 20 years ago doesn't impact our relationship now and the life we built together. But I thought it was so interesting how quickly I was able to feed my mind with a whole bunch of lies. And on a separate occasion, I had a conversation with one of my clients this week. And, you know, she was, one of her goals was to exercise And so her job, which we wanted to do to help, what I wanted to do to help create accountability for her was for her to text me every day if she worked out. I told her, you know, just send me a text that says, did it. So she would send green checks if she did it, red X's if she didn't. And um, just to kind of add a layer of accountability. She wanted to to follow up knowing that somebody was going to check in with her. And I was like, sure, I'd love to be that person for you. And... You know, she was doing great, doing great, and then I didn't get any text from her. So I just reached out. I'm like, hey, just wanted to check in. How are you doing? And she's like, I'm doing terrible. I'm not doing anything I'm supposed to do. And I don't understand why. And so I decided to dive in a little bit deeper. And I'm like, what is what are you telling yourself in the moment when it's time to exercise? And she's like, honestly, I tell myself, what is one day gonna do? You're not going to lose weight. You're not going to get healthy over one episode of exercising. So why bother? And I was like, but but that's not true. Like, you know, that's not true. Like one day does matter. How are you going to ever get into a routine if you don't start with just one day? And she's like, I don't know. I start giving myself this whole big script about why I can't, why I shouldn't, why I'm not good enough and i realized oh my goodness that was me that was my whole conversation with myself after seeing that that magazine and so i don't think i'm alone here and i don't think the two of us are alone here i think for us we you know maybe more so as women but we have these scripts that we tell ourselves that are not serving us well and i always say i think this is how the devil works right? You know, the devil isn't some guy in a red suit with horns that comes at us in the middle of the night with a machete. That's not the devil. The devil just pokes at us and he taps at us. And for me personally, he taps at my, my self-worth and my self-confidence. And he causes me to doubt who I am as a person all the time. And I have to actively work really hard at being able to recognize when he's doing that work and when I need to feed myself with some good solid truth. And so what I want you to do this week is I want you to do the same activity that I had my client do. I told her to grab a sheet of paper and on that sheet of paper, I want you to draw a line down the middle and on the left side, I want you to write down the lies I tell myself. And for some of you, you don't even realize that they're lies because it has been the script you have told yourself for so long you actually believe it's truth. Maybe you have made comments to yourself about your weight or your health or who you are in terms of value. Maybe you have put yourself down for so long that you don't even realize that the words you are saying are not true. And so I need you to identify what those thoughts are, because if you're ever going to be successful at this, we've got to learn the lies from the truth. We have to separate them. And so on that left-hand column, I want you to write the lies that you have believed or are believing. And on the right side, I want you to replace them with truth. And so I just want to share with you some of the things that my client came up with, because I am so proud of her. I'm so, so proud of her and the work she did when she did this activity. And I wanted to share them because some of you may be having these same thoughts. And so one of her thoughts was exercise doesn't make a difference in my weight. And we're going to replace that with exercise is not just for weight loss, but to clear my mind from stress and also from the lies I tell myself. Here's another lie she shared. One day isn't going to make me lose weight. And she's going to replace that with true. But in order to see results, I have to be consistent. And consistency starts with one day at a time. This was another lie she tells herself. I have too much weight to lose. And so she's going to replace it with, I have to start somewhere. Two pounds over time adds up. Another lie she tells herself, I'm too tired. She's going to replace that with exercise will give me energy. And then here's a lie I was so proud of her for identifying. My body is already in such bad shape to look good again. And so she said she's going to replace it with, I don't know what I'm going to look like in the future. But it's still worth it to try for my health and for my weight loss attempts. Right? What are the lies you tell yourself, whether it's about your body, about your health, about weight loss, about your self-confidence, your self-worth? What are the lies you tell yourself? For me, um, I know when my self-confidence and my self-worth get attacked, I am not the dietitian that I was called to be. All of my focus is inward. I can't get out of my head. And that does not serve me well in my practice. I need to be focused on that other individual. I need to, you know, be confident in the tips and the tools and the resources I give. And when my personal self confidence, or um, I feel like my I'm body shaming myself or I'm attacking myself, that does not put me in a position to be helpful to others. It makes me very inward focused instead of helpful, right? And so I think for a lot of us, we get stuck in our own heads and then we're not called, we're not doing what we've been called to do because we can't move forward. And so we're going to stop that. You know, I, I told you, I had a choice to make. I was either going to wallow in why I felt like I wasn't good enough to be Jim's wife or I could decide, you know what, I do have value and those are lies and I had to flip my script I had to feed my soul with with truth. And honestly, I did it with a lot of prayer. I was like, please, God, you have got to help me because I can't do this on my own. On my own, I want to tear myself down. But I know that that is not the truth. And so, guys, I want you to do this activity if you struggle with the same thing. And for some of you, it may be a little bit of extra work being able to identify the lies you've told yourself because you've been telling them to yourself for so long. But I want you to replace them with truth, that you are of value and you have so much to offer and to give. Okay, do not believe the lies that were put into your head. And more times than not, we put them in our heads by ourselves. It's not even that somebody else told us that. Sometimes we've been in very poor situations. You know, words hurt. We know that because sometimes we've been on the receiving ends and sometimes we've actually said the words. Words hurt, but they also hurt when we tell them to ourselves. We have to be really careful about what words we we say to ourselves because our inner dialogue can run rampant. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I always have to laugh. Jim makes fun of me because... My inner dialogue can go off on tangents all the time, Uh, even to the point where if I'm having an argument with Jim, I will have the whole argument in my head ahead of time. And I've already decided how I'm going to respond and how he's going to respond and then how I'm going to respond to his response. And he's always at me. He's like, Adrian, you cannot fight with me in your own head. You need to do that out loud so I can have, let me decide how I want to respond. You don't get to decide how I respond. All right. So guys, we need to identify these lies and we need to replace them with truths, truths that serve us and truths that serve others. That is your, that is your, um, assignment for the week. All right. So just, you know what, I want to take a a quick side note and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be vulnerable today and to share that with you. Um, I know, It's going to speak to somebody and which is why I'm putting it out there. But I, um, I appreciate you letting me do that. All right. Let's, let's talk about something a little bit more cheerful. (laughs) Um, let's talk about gardens again. All right. I told you our garden is in full swing. We got lots of zucchini. Um, but another thing we have a lot of is basil. And so today's recipe, I'm going to give you a basil walnut pesto. All right. Um, Here's a quick fun note about basil. So when you um, plant basil, whether it's in a pot or in the ground, basil will only grow as large as the pot you put it in. So if you have a small pot of basil on your step or your porch, it will remain small depending on how big the pot is. But if you would like a very large producing basil plant, plant it in the ground because then it will go crazy. And nothing smells like summer than fresh basil. It's my, one of my favorite scents. We actually plant it along our front walk. So every time we walk into the front door, we smell basil. Okay, so basil walnut pesto. This uses walnuts instead of pine nuts, which is a little bit more economical. So I like that as well. But for this recipe, you're gonna need two cups of gently packed fresh basil leaves, two large garlic cloves, a half cup of grated Parmesan, one third cup of walnuts, a half a teaspoon of salt, a quarter teaspoon of ground black pepper, and two thirds cups of olive oil. Now you're going to place the walnuts and garlic in a food processor and you're basically just coarsely chop uh, for about 10 seconds. You can also use a blender if you don't have a food processor. Next, you're going to add the basil leaves, salt, and pepper, and you're going to process until the mixture resembles a paste. So about a minute. And then with the processor running, you're going to slowly pour the olive oil through the tube and process until the pesto is thoroughly blended. Finally, add that Parmesan cheese and process one minute more. Now, to prevent the pesto from turning brown, you can store the pesto in a uh, tightly sealed jar covered with a thin layer of olive oil and it'll keep in your refrigerator for about a week but if you decide you're gonna make a lot of pesto because you have a lot of basil basil you have a lot of basil and you want to plan on freezing it then just omit the parmesan cheese and stir it in once you've defrosted it so guys that is your recipe of the week. I hope you have a great week. I hope you enjoy this recipe as much as our family does. And I will see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Body Metrics Health or on Facebook at Body Metrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado and I'll see you next week.